Attention. T minus 90 seconds and counting. All systems are go. Sean Cannon. Yes. Hey guys, how you doing? What's Hi. up, man? Thanks for having me. This is uh, it's nice to catch up with you. You too. Thanks for being here. It's exciting. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It has. I mean, I think last time we saw each other, we were having lunch. Uh, we were having lunch together in Studio City, and before that, uh, you had me up to perform at Flappers. That was amazing. So that was a lot of fun. I appreciate that. The numbers yes, haven't been the. We've always tried to. Bring as many people as we have that night. I'm not joking. It was like the peak of Show Your Shorts. Yeah. When you came on, it was like filled oh. seats and Ken Pettigrew and, you know, videos. And... Nowhere to go but down after that. It was amazing. Oh, you guys flatter me. <laughs> Sean, let me ask you a question. Uh, actually, John, let's let's pick Sean's brain politically, if you will. Yeah, Sean, I'm uh, so obviously like a good host. I was trying to do some research on you and find out Stalking. what questions shut up what questions you basically get asked over and over and over and i didn't want to do that good so, i appreciate that yeah so i i, I noticed that you kind of snuck in or you mentioned real quick that you're like a political junkie and you were a poli sci major at right. uh bu and ucla <clears throat> yep. so what are your you know what what do you think of everything going on now i mean obviously we love donald trump but just because he's, he's endless material. I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. You know what? I am really, um, I really try and keep my political views to myself. I really do because the, you know, sure. the, the, the truth about it is, is whether you're on the left or the right or whatever, there really is very little upside for an actor giving his opinion, oh, yeah. uh, because you're, you're almost guaranteed of alienating 50% of your audience one way or the other. Oh yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I really save that sort of stuff for talking with, you know, friends and family about it. Not that you guys aren't friends, but, um, personal. To, just, to just talk oh, about family. it, um, you know, in the media, um, <laughs> there's really not, not a whole lot of upside. I mean, I, po politics fascinate me. Uh, I, I guess at one time I had thought about either going into politics or law and it seemed like political right. science was the, uh, um, the, the one, one of the obvious paths to take. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I wonder if I would have been better off getting like a, a master's in, in fine arts and in theater and drama. But I actually think a lot of the stuff that I learned as a poli sci major has, has benefited me as an actor. Um, and, you know, I just I find the entire process really interesting. I think we're at a, an incredibly 
um, interesting critical point right now in, in our country's development, which is still in its nascency because, you know, we're, we're talking about a country that's only what, 230 years old, as opposed to, you know, some of the European countries. So I, I am very interested and I follow very closely what's going on, but as far as kind of, you know, giving my opinions and, and who I support and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I've learned from getting burned that it's better that I just keep my mouth shut and act. Right. I hear you. I I can respect that. So just to be general, do you think that we're at a point where you say, you know, it's, it's like a very important, important point where we're either going to swing one way or swing the other. Okay. That's right. I I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think in the past, I gosh, I don't know, five, six elections, would yeah. anyone have seriously entertained uh, an openly socialist uh, candidate? And now you see, you know, Bernie Sanders is uh, Colonel Sanders Colonel, <laughs> on, the, on the trail of Hillary Clinton. I, I think, you know, which, whichever whichever way you lean politically, um, I think that you have to agree that our country is is at a tipping point in the yeah. sense that I think it's going to permanently change one way or the other and you know the only the only thing i'll really say about it is that you know the single biggest enemy that i think we all have as americans is apathy and i think Mm. it's really important that people involve themselves in the process Uh, you know one of the biggest gifts that we have as americans living in a quote-unquote democracy is is our ability to to go to the polls yet it's amazing that every single election it's like a fraction of yeah. the population exercises that right yeah that's so, what i've always uh, said too with uh you know just what you said with answer. people right with people I got, uh, I got a good answer there didn't i that was a good non-answer answer no that was a good answer because it's very it's smart. safe that was kind of like, a smart like answer to do it was like neo in the matrix I'm just yeah like, <laughs> same thing <laughs> Dude, it's smart though because you see people like you know celebrities as yourself and people in the public eye saying, "Oh, I'm doing vote for this guy and this," and not only are you alienating like half of your fan base, but also there's certain things I'm sure the other person does or believes in that you would agree in. Like, I think the smart answer is what you just said, and to say like, you know, uh, yeah, I agree yeah. with different parts of each. Keep it neutral. That, Matthew. I mean, it's like you know, I work I work for a company which is also you know, uh, uh, involved with a greater company, which is a network. And right. it's like, you know, as, as one of the actors employed by a company and by a network, I don't feel that it's it's really beneficial or my position to be putting my political views out there um, because they hired me to be a public entity for them to, to act. Sure. And so I, I am very careful with, you know, a lot of things that I do. I, I try to be anyway. Um, really quickly, I was just going to say, if, if anyone wants to uh, hit me up on Twitter with any questions while we're doing this, I'll I'll try and answer them. It's uh, uh, at Sean, Sean Cannon at Twitter, so go ahead and tweet him. If, if yeah, any tweet the us some of your questions. Tweet me. We're you know, all- Sean, you get a lot of tweets. You get a lot of adulation from predominantly a female fan base uh, on Twitter, at least the ones that I see. You're, you, right. you put something out there. It could be something like, my toe has a hair on it. And there's like 10 retweets in like 10 <laughs> seconds. And you were gracious enough to, to be on the show and tweet it out. And, I mean, I was just bubble after bubble of retweet like. And I'm like, wow, Sean is – I mean, I always knew 
you know, beloved and, and you know, a lot of people love uh, all the work you've done, but the, the fan base of, of uh, on social media alone is, is insane. You know, I, I, daytime fans are, uh, I've always said this, the most amazing fans on the planet next to maybe like sports fans. You know, right. they are incredibly loyal. Um, you know, for me, I've, I've been on four different soap operas and, and they always, you know, they always find me. Uh, I've jumped networks and, and, you know, people who have followed my career have, have been really um, very kind to me, very, very outspoken when they feel that I haven't been maybe treated fairly or they want to see more of me. And, and it, you know, maybe it sounds cliche or corny, but, but I really do. I do what I do for me. I act for me. It's kind of like when yeah. Drago says, Drago says, I fight for me. But yeah. I mean, but without, but without the fans, Excellent um, I, hockey I, I would probably be doing a one man show in somebody's like loft. Yeah. So, you know, because of the fans, <laughs> I'm able to be, you know, on a, on a, on the most syndicated show in the world, frankly, uh, bold and beautiful is, I think it's seen in yeah. over a hundred, 110 countries. And oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's been an incredible, incredible. gift to me. Is yeah, congratulations, been, too. Thanks. Has there ever been someone you met, Sean, where you were like, wow, I, I, really, uh, I really broke through here you know, you know, at, in the business? Know, I, I, get, I, get, I don't want to say I get starstruck, but at, mm -hmm. at, at, the, at the root of who I am, I'm a fan. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm not jaded. I mean, I remember as a young actor, I was in a bar one time, shocker, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I met Clint Eastwood. And, you know, he, he was, you know, Clint Eastwood's about 6'3", 6'2 and a half, 6'3". And, yeah. uh, you know, and he's got that craggy face. It looks just like you think he's going to look. And I right. mean, he shook my hand and he goes, you got a good look, boy. <laughs> wow. Clint Eastwood. You know, <laughs> I, I remember I, I met Charlton Heston one time. And I just, oh. you know, those are the wow. moments that for me, you know, I was a kid growing up in, in, a, in a real small town in Pennsylvania. And going to the movies was one of the ways that you would, you know, escape from, sure. you'd escape from the, the mundaneness of being in a small town and allowed me to, to travel to, you know, different places, different worlds, different realities. And that's, that's where I, I first fell in love with, uh, with film. And I remember as a kid, you know, seeing, uh, the outlaw Josie Wales and, and a lot of, you know, sure. The ugly upon coming out to, to Hollywood, it's been one of the, one of the most fun perks of doing what I do. Where, where in Pennsylvania? Uh, I'm from Newcastle, Pennsylvania, which is in western Pennsylvania, uh, about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, 25 minutes from Ohio, Ohio, yeah. So are you a Steelers fan? I'm a Steelers fan, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I'm from, we're from, Matt and I are from Philly, and I went to Penn State, and I had no idea that the Steelers fans don't like us at all. Well, the, the pirates. A lot of shit talking. Sure, but um, yeah, no, there's definitely a rivalry there. Wow, I had no idea. We, we just want to make sure that you don't hurt us. Um, yes. You're a big dude, and uh, <laughs> so I can ask you is where where in Philly? It just because I haven't been there in a long time. But where do you get the best? Do you say Philly cheese or cheesesteak? Cheesesteak. Cheesesteak. Where do you get the best cheesesteak? Well, I'm gonna say Jim Steak on South Street, but <clears throat> my. Okay. Uh, my colleagues here might might disagree. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I like a good. I like a good Sammy every now and then. You need a good Sammy. I like a good Sammy, so I like to know if I go to Philly where I'm gonna get a get my cheesesteak at. If you go, go to, to uh, Della, Philly's Della best Sandra's. in Encino, they're probably right. best out here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that one. Delisandros too. Delisandros, okay. 
7-Eleven is usually where I just get heat up sandwiches <laughs> before I go perform at a loft. I'm not, a, I'm not adverse to a Jersey Mike's every now and then. They yeah. deliver, man. They're always good. They it deliver? Is. Now that's dangerous information. Sean, let me, let me ask you a question. Do not necessarily go together. <laughs> no, and if, and if it does, there might be a clash have, of cultures I in your stomach, time, and that's like, okay. I have Jersey Mike's out for like, like when I've got three weeks off, then I can have a Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Yeah, it's all you can do I is just sit down and studio post Jersey Mike's. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep it coming. That's on your rider. You just need Jersey Mike's. Right, exactly. Sean, there's four cheesesteaks here. I don't know if you can do it. Just do it. <laughs> Where's my extra toilet paper? Where is it? Now, Sean, you've obviously had a very colorful and diverse career, and I know you've done all kinds of things from from obviously daytime television, films, short films, music videos, which. I got to give a plug yes. to I'm a soap star. Um, yes. But my question is, I'm a soap star. If you're not familiar with it, which I'm sure you all are, it's Sean's rap video. And it is so maybe funny. the funniest, okay. coolest thing in the world. And you have Michelle, your wife, in the opening as a reporter right. that's not really listening. And right. I don't know. That's my question so is, you're going to do more. The world needs more you know, rap videos. I, you know, I, I, I would like to do more. I mean, you know, I'm really, I'm really fortunate that my stepson is a great DP. And he's a really terrific editor, and we own all of our own equipment. So Damn. I've got all the facility to do it. It's uh. been a function of, of finding the time and 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 coming up with the material. And um, I've got I've got a few ideas that I've been batting around material wise. Um, but you know, you have a great. I mean, the grammar Nazi videos are. You know, I'm a huge fan of those. Oh, and thank so, you. Uh, Jesus. We had talked. We had talked about collaborating and doing something like that. So maybe we should. We should revisit that. We should hash that out. Yeah. What are I, you waiting for, Clark? I, Come on, let's I get on these coattails. Really, I'm performing in somebody's loft tonight. <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been toying with the idea of doing like a like a like a spoof on a on a country western video with a song called "Am I Too Damn Fat for My Skinny Jeans." <laughs> <laughs> do it. I, I just kind of got to sit down and, 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 and put my mind to it. Tell and, I've been story. To, and I've been toying with the idea of somehow getting like a latex fat suit or something like that. Oh, it needs to be fun? done. I think it can be fun and fun. So, I'm writing it. We need to, we need to listen, get on that. Get That's on, get on. I will, I, you have my permission to get on that. Am I too damn skinny? For, am I too damn fat for my skinny jeans? I'm writing it down right now. And I'll Filmed in Silver Lake. If, if, people haven't, <laughs> if people haven't seen the video, they can go on YouTube. And uh, it's called I'm a Soap Star. And uh, it's, it's pretty funny. I, you know, we had a good time doing that. And they'll see some of their favorite uh, daytime actors do little cameos in it. And uh, I'll tell you what's funny. Uh, at, at the end... Uh, there's an African American uh, uh, guy who's in the uh, recording studio with me, and that's uh, that's Curtis Young, Doctor. Oh, um, wow. and we got a couple guys from Daytime, Ernie Josh Morrow, and and Ron Moss, and uh, it's it's really funny. I think people like it. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's it's probably, and I'm not Wait, just John, saying that because you're friends. Were you, John, you weren't things. you weren't in the Grammar Nazi, were you? No, sadly. Oh. God, I love that. I just thought that was funny as oh hell. Oh, lyrics. thank you. Thank you very much. Can I say that or are we allowed to say shit? You can say it? whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, Fuck, this is not. Cock, balls, whatever. Balls. Celebrate it, Matthew. Celebrate yeah. it. Balls. All of a sudden, John says cock, and Sean's like, you know what? I am very, very offended at the language. Oh. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I like, whoa. I like that you were, uh, you were, you were giving me such props on my my t- Twitter army, and uh, I haven't gotten one tweet yet. No, no he's tweeting me. So it's because they're uh, they're, 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 they're listening. Wrapped in, uh, 
they're mesmerized by uh, by our conversation, and they, they can't even break away to tweet. They yeah, they don't want to interrupt us. We have a polite audience. <laughs> it's very polite. No, hey, tweet so Sean. Um, is, is the, actually, there's a – go ahead. Are there, the, the two shows you're on, is it a new episode every day of, you know, during the week? When it or airs? Do guys, or do you guys take breaks where it's well, like reruns? I was I was telling Matthew we have I think I think we have like 28 production weeks and okay. we do, we do eight shows a week so there's only five days in the uh, in the broadcast week so we're banking three shows a week which means we're banking what is it 28 times three is 67 80 84 shows uh, we're banking 84 shows I guess over the course of of our production schedule, and that's why when you turn the TV on, and if, if Christmas is a uh, is a weekday, you're yeah. going to show because we've already done it, uh, right? Yeah. So generally speaking, um, you know, if you're in a if you're in a real heavy storyline, yeah. you know, you, you you know, you might do between five and eight shows a week, which which sounds like a lot, but you know that's. You know, that's that's part part of being able to do what we do is being able to, you know, really memorize voluminous amounts of dialogue. Um, right. You know, you know, right now I don't have a I, I have no storyline right now, frankly. So I'm working like one day a week. But that changes all the time. I mean, I could very right. easily start, you know, it changes all the time. And then and then we have we have a, a hiatus uh, twice a year where we have a, a month off each. Cool. And then we, we never work on Mondays. So it's it's a, it's wow. a, people think it's a really difficult schedule and it, it's really difficult like when we're working. In other words, when right. we're in the studio, we work really really hard, um, but we do have a lot of time off. And the and the reason that is is because, you know, there's been such uh, an attrition of soap operas with the advent of you know reality and talk shows because they're they're less expensive to make. Sure. And so the the. Uh, Soap operas have had to become really lean and mean, and sure. there's, only, there's only I think four of us left. There's Young and yeah. the Rest, Days of Our Lives, Bold and the Beautiful, and General Hospital. Yeah. And in order for them to be successful, um, they've got to be able to turn out a lot of product in the least amount of time. Yeah, they're monsters too. I mean, those are the the beasts oh, yeah. of of daytime TV. I mean, they're huge. I mean, for for yeah. decades they've been soaring. And let me it's ask you this about anywhere. reality shows. And I know you're. A, a nice guy and, and not disparaging anything, but if you when you look at reality, you gotta admit a lot of it's just disposable television where daytime television it takes talent and remembering lines and acting well, I, where I, you know, there's there's one is acting and, and one is one is not. I mean, you know, I mean Yeah. Um you know, I've actually I have to qualify that by saying that I've been on a reality show. I did dancing with the stars in Italy. Read that. Yeah, I wanted so to I, ask you if they broke your kneecaps if you messed up a dance, or was it was it cool? It, it was it was hard. <laughs> I can be honest. It was it was really really physically hard. It was mentally hard. They played a lot of psychological games. You know, I lasted about nine weeks, but it was tough. And I congratulations. Had to I did it in Italian. Wow. Yeah. So I I, I had to do the entire show in another language. Come stai oggi, Don Kane. Ma fa bene italiano. But, um, you know, the thing is, um, I, I am a little, I think most actors have very mixed feelings about reality. I mean, um, reality has absolutely reduced the amount of scripted television that, that there is, which, which ultimately has reduced the number of jobs that there are for, for actors. Um, and, and I think that's a shame, but, you know, 
entertainment is entertainment and, and, you know, companies and networks are going to produce what the public wants. Right. Um, I mean, like I said, with, with Bold the Beautiful, it's, it's in a hundred and I think 10 countries and we're really, really fortunate wow. that, you know, we're able to be syndicated all over the world. Uh, you know, General Hospital, which I was yeah, on yeah. La- last year, uh, it's in a couple of countries, but you can't even compare it to, you know, what a juggernaut Bold and the Beautiful is. And, and even, even though I think ratings across the board probably have, have diminished over the past couple of years for daytime. Um, the Bold and Beautiful is still extremely strong internationally. Uh, so so we're, we're lucky that that's probably going to keep us on, on the air for quite a while to come. It's such a huge success, too. I mean, to be to have syndication all over the world. and I know. It's like I mean, Monday Night Raw. It's, it's incredible. It, it's, it's, you know, it's so funny you say that because, uh, you know, being in a soap opera is a lot like being a WWF yeah. star. I mean, you become very, very famous within a, a, a very a specific microcosm. A very loyal yes. audience. Good word. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny. You know, somebody sees Sean Penn in a restaurant, they're not going to go up to him because there's sort of that air of, wow, I got I to gotta pay whatever it is now, 12 bucks to go see him in a movie theater and be yeah. quiet and the lights go down. And it creates it creates um, a buffer zone. But yeah. with me... You know, you turn the TV on, I'm right there. You know, a lot of people do their ironing and they do their, their work. And it's sort of like, yeah. sometimes it's almost like ambient entertainment. And yep. so I think, it, and you're right, I think facilitates a familiarity that, uh, that allows people to feel like they know you. Plus, soap operas have been on for years and years. My entire life. And, and so they've seen you. You know, I started doing daytime in 1992 on general hospital and now here we are in 2015 Damn. and so you know people literally watched me grow from being a young guy into a, a middle-aged guy and feel like they know me and in, in some respects they do i guess they do it's a great answer and you haven't aged a day too i've said oh, this before no, and as no. like a straight man you're like the best looking yeah, dude ever you mention it's, it a lot yeah it's i, I feel pathetic <laughs> it's uh sean canaan is such a good looking dude he's like an engineered science experiment that they're like, all right, here's here's what we got. Clean living, Matthew. We're gonna do. There it is, clean living. Absolutely. What do you now mean? you're a. Uh, you've mentioned on the other shows and interviews, and obviously, you know, on TV, you're believing the sober, the clean living, and um, do you attribute that to to staying uh, like a Superman? In no, your, I, mean, I have, I have, have to be honest because I, I don't like to be uh, hypocritical. I mean, I'm. Um, I've had times in my life when I have. Um, uh, when I've been sober mm-hmm. and felt that, you know, that that was something that I needed in my life. And I think as I've, as I've gotten older, um, and I've, I've kind of, I don't know, I guess hashed out some of the rough edges of, of who I am. And, and, you know, you learn a little more about yourself and, uh, you know, sometimes what, what may be a demon in your younger life is, is not such a demon as you get older. And, you know, yeah, I attribute sure. a lot of I attribute a lot of that to my my incredible wife, and um, I, you know, I'm I'm not sober right now, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm happy, joyous, and free, and my life is manageable, and um, you know, I'm I'm really, I'm living a great life. Amen, brother. Amen. Thank you very much. It was great. It was inspiring. I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same way. I, uh, I I sometimes get to a point where I need to take a break. Right. Exactly. And, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it this way this time because obviously I can't 
I can't contribute to society that way. I'm one of these guys that I do really well when I have structure. And, uh, you know, when I, when I have to work, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going to go have a couple cocktails because, you know, it's bloating and I mean, it's, it's hard (laughs) enough remembering all my lines. And I just, you know, when I was younger, I used to roll into work and I'd be hung over and I mean, I was, you know, there were, there were certainly times that I have to admit that it, 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 it affected my performance and I, Having worked as hard as I've worked now to to get where I am, I have a respect for what I do, and I uh, I'm not going to kind of shit on that by, you know, right. going out and getting trashed the night before, and repaying the people who put their trust and loyalty in me as one of yeah. their employees by not giving them a hundred percent. And so I can honestly say, at this point in my career, you know, when I roll into work, I mean, I'm I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm bringing my A game. You're all business. Yeah. But then you have time where you can relax. But then I got time when I'm not working. How are we doing? <laughs> Bernie Kosar. I mean, I you just know. got back from Italy, man, and it was a, uh, it was a, it was a wow. culinary and. Uh, uh, oh yeah, beverage, you're like a chef. Beverage rich trip. Oh, can't you know, imagine. Where'd you stay? Where'd you go? Did we in Roma? Or? There, yeah. We went all over. We, uh, you know, I've got a lot of friends who live in Italy, and and I'm very fortunate because um, it turns out that all my friends own hotels. Whoa! So well, there it uh, is. What are you doing back? Touch we, yeah. uh, we we just rented a car and we we started in Rome and drove down the Amalfi Coast, then drove Damn. up north, took a boat, went over to the island of Sardinia. Whoa! Saw Earth, Wind, and Fire play in the island of Sardinia. Whoa! Spectacular! Oh my! That's God. amazing. Yeah, it was it was nuts. And the thing about Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, we, we saw them at a place where there were only two hundred and fifty people there. They weren't performing in it like uh. a. Uh, an amphitheater. They were performing oh, no. around a swimming pool. That's was, so was, intimate, like perfect. Oh my god, it was it was unbelievable. It was, That's amazing. You know, like I said, I, I, I'm not jaded, but I've also I've been around the block. I've seen a few things. I was like floored. I was like, I can't believe we're at this island in the Mediterranean, watching wow. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Damn. Got Michael Douglas at the next table. I said, this is what? Just, yeah, that's so surreal. I, I can't even imagine what that's like. The closest I've got was last week and was by the pool having a meth head play with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And it, was, it, it was awful. Do you guys know who I, you know who I saw um, about a week and a half ago is I saw Kid Rock. Oh. How's he looking these days? It's a He's party awesome. and a half. And, you know, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't super familiar with all his songs. Like, I mean, I know a couple of them and like them. Yeah. What a performer. Wow. Man. Yeah, he can do it all, man. Rap, yeah, rock, country. The guy's a real patriot, too. I mean, he does, he yeah. does this closing exactly. thing where he's got this sort of mixed medium video montage with the flag and with, you know, all this sort of iconic Americana. And oh, yeah. I was just it was super inspiring. It was it was it was really cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's I great, heard, man. I heard he's, he's amazing live. You get a chance to go see him. Go see him. Just yeah, I'd love to see him. I have one of his albums. The shit, it's tight. The shit talking stories about Pam Anderson alone is funny enough. Still? <laughs> on stage? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He knows it's, what everyone wants to He's not shy about uh, letting you he know how he feels. He knows the score. Yeah, he's real. He's from Detroit, you know? No, what shit, what man, did he but... say? Uh, I'm not going to repeat it, but it wasn't the most flattering thing. It wasn't in a, in a colorful light of yes. respect. It not, wasn't it not... saying. Hey, you know, I, I got to be honest. Late. I. I worked with Pam Anderson. I thought she was, you know, she was perfectly fine. But then again, I wasn't married to her, so. Sure. Right. Yeah. What about Jenna Jameson? 
Uh, I, I just worked with Jenna Jameson, actually. I know. I did. And I have, to, I have to tell you, I mean, I'll be completely candid. Uh, uh, was a big fan of her films. Um, of course. And uh, but but I, I wasn't really sure that I wanted to be doing a film with her. Right. And, um, uh, you know, she was really good. You know, she she came prepared. She had interesting ideas, um, uh, you know, and I have to say, I, I enjoyed working with her. She was in private parts. Uh, you know, she she yeah. Uh, yeah, and you're doing something for that long. I mean, I'm sure they have a sense of professionalism about her where, you know, she's bringing it to the table. She, yeah, she, she knows the score. Uh, it, it was a real cool uh, indie film called Limelight, uh, mm-hmm. written by a buddy of mine, Paul Vandervoort, and okay. uh, directed by a guy named uh, James Cullen Bresick, who's done, God, he's done about 10 films now, and uh, actually worked with uh, Wes Craven, who oh, uh, yeah. rest in peace. Away. And uh, I had I had a terrific part in this thing, and hopefully they're gonna have a cut in about a month and a half, and uh, you know ho- hopefully it's gonna be doing the the, the festival circuit going to uh, um, I'd like to see it go to the Venice Film Festival personally, but uh, Sundance and and uh, you know God willing we'll get some distribution and see that's the thing when you do an indie film you, you, rarely do they have do they have a distributor before they're finished. And sure. so you gotta right. wait to see how it came out and how it's received, and then you know uh, hope that it gets good distribution. Well, Did congratulations think... on that. I wish you all the all the best, man. I hope it gets picked up. I'm sure Thank it will. You. And you know, you said it's going to be at Venice Film Festival. No, I said I was hoping it's going to be at the Venice Film Festival. Well, we got news for you, Sean. John and I are actually going to break into there and, and screen it. We're going to stop uh, Black Mass yep. with Johnny Depp and show that. Yeah. That's how we do it. A little bit. Like anyway, Sean, I know you're. Uh, you're a busy guy, but I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks There's... again, man. John, Matthew, thank you so much. And Matthew, seriously, I want you to call me, and, yeah. and I would love to collaborate with you and uh, uh, on, on, on this of video. All right? I'm going to write it down, man. It, we'll make it happen. Thank you so much. I'm well, honored, and there's no one better. I truly mean that. Great talking to both of you. I'd love to do the show again sometime. Anytime, Anytime, my friend. Okay, guys, you take care. Thank you, Bye-bye. Sean. Thanks. That was Sean Kanan, everybody. Thank you for being on the show. The now, man, Biscardi is uh, drowning in the nether world. <laughs> Biscardi is having some, or maybe it's Skype, but we are still calling Biscardi to to bring him in here, and I don't know what the deal is. Yo, man, I think that was pretty good. That was great. I think that was really good. <laughs> like, not that he's better or worse than Mary Doodles, but the whole flow of it just was. Is natural. Much better. Sorry, Mary. Come back. We're, we're so much better at it now. Yeah, well, we had Mary Doodles on. The poor girl was kind enough to drive out to burning hot Woodland Hills from, like, her mansion in Venice or whatever. And we found all these audio problems. And I'm like, surely I was at a bunch of speed for But, dude, Sean Kanan is such a genuinely nice dude and uh i'm yeah, gonna i'm gonna, was, uh, I'm gonna write these ideas open. down man i want to work with him i'm gonna I hit the gym though too much on him uh you know i i loved his answer god because he dodged Perfect. my political answer but he still you know turned, turned it into an interesting conversation you know so what it was so... the whole show there he is Scotty, what happened uh, I was like texting, hey, can somebody bring me into the call here? Welcome. Well, we were trying to do. I will say this, and I took some screenshots. The entire time I kept re adding you, and it was calling Michael Biscardi. You were actually the first one in there. And I don't know where the disconnect was, but. 
was there. So I missed the whole show. The whole well, first this half. show's still going on. The whole first half. So, so I think we need to talk about what the hell is wrong with Skype. <laughs> it's a good one. Bastards. Could lean into that. No, we're sorry you missed a man, truly. We're trying to add you on here. Um, yeah, I have like seven different conversations opened, and Biscardi, you were on them all, but it just never connected. Or, I mean, seven attempts. Uh, gypsy Mysteries. Great, so that he... I'm, I, he's going to come back. He's going to come back on. He's going to come back on. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, you know. That's what so it, was a, it was a high and by Skype. Anyway, tweet us your, uh... Your thoughts, your recap at the underscore podcastle. Oh, here's a tweet from Biscardi. It says, fuck you! <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. For real. I, sent, I sent you some photos, too. You know, it's funny. I texted Sean by mistake early on, and I said, restart Skype. Uh, I'm trying to get you in. And he's like, what? I'm talking. You know, and I was like, oh, it's meant for Mike. I'm sorry. Because I had, like, I was doing it for my phone, and I was multitasking, which is a bad thing. So, Yeah. But Mike, it was a great interview. I'll give you a recap. We talked about talked about all kinds of things in the career, and he's just a genuinely very politics. sweet guy, very talented. Tried to get him to talk politics, but he he kind of like swung away, but still had an interesting answer. Kind of saying that we're we're at a point where you know we're going to swing one way or the other uh, because we are still so young, you know, compared to all these other countries. Yeah. Yeah, like, I said apathy is like a big America's biggest uh, problem, and with not caring, and it was such a good answer. It was like something smooth, like Clinton would give, like I am not here. Like, what? Good answer. Apathy. 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 What does apathy, apathy rhyme with? Was apathy rhymes with nothing? Exactly. That's what we're gonna have. <laughs> I am not here. Yeah. So I could read a little pretty little pretzel thin crust pizza coming at you. Thin crust pizza? Thin crust margarita pizza. Unless Ooh. I read this already. You did. Did I? I did. <laughs> it's odd. different though this time. You cook it with love. Yeah. You spit on it. You add a... I wonder if pretty little pretzel, like, is she married or have a boyfriend or whatever? She's married with a uh, one-year-old. I wonder if she uh, ever writes her husband an anniversary card that's like, two parts love, three <laughs> teaspoons of magic. A dash of kisses. A dash of kisses and a cord of respect equals our relationship. And he's just like, oh, make me some food. Man, I'm hungry. Shut your mouth. No, shut your mouth. No, thank you, pretty little pretzel. Do you have another one from her? Because she's good, man. Creamy pesto gnocchi with chicken. Did I read that one? The gnocchi? I don't know if you did because I've I've read that one on one of the posts, but I don't know if you actually oh. read it on the air. So let's have. I don't it. want you to read. Don't read them because then you'll you, you won't be able to remember. I mean, I don't know what, what that is. Mini potato nocchetti. Is that how you say it? I don't know. You lost me at potatoes. Potato nocchetti, nocchi. Whatever. Yoki. Yeah. Seven ounce container, basil pesto. Organically thinly sliced chicken breasts, white mushroom caps, Ooh. 12 ounce broccoli florets, steamed. 
Picarino, Romano, chaise, shred, shredded, minced garlic, cornstarch, water, whole milk, unsalted butter, olive oil, salt and pepper to your liking, bitch. And for the instructions on how to make it, obviously go to prettylittlepretzel.com slash recipe slash creamy pesto gnocchi. That's prettylittlepretzel.com slash creamy pesto gnocchi. Something I want to stick my face in right about now. Oh, no, no, no. It'll be good. I'm sorry, everybody. Michael Biscardi, we were having... There was some kind of disconnect with the show. It still says it's calling you, too, which is weird. (laughs) It does. I can take a screenshot right now. It's still calling you to get you in, so I don't know. It's queer. It's queer as folk. (laughs) Queer bait. John, I want to do a recap. You were in Vail this past weekend. Oh, jeez, Louise. Mike and I hopped on Sunday, probably when you were high as a kite and peeing in the air. <laughs> or not. Or just enjoying your girlfriend's company, your fiance's company. But we did a little segment about New York again. And um, what the hell was wrong with people? We did uh, <laughs> homeless people. Oh, jeez. And different things like that. What about have you, them? Have you ever saw a shitting homeless man? We're really classing this podcast up, but in public. A shitting homeless man? Uh, whatever. Using the facilities outside of a facility in public. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen a homeless man urinating, but not shitting, I don't think. Yeah. But I saw that that's become a problem in San Francisco. It's become like an epidemic there. <laughs> they just don't care. Just go inside and use Starbucks. Like as long as a cop's not watching, I'm going... I got to get this out of me, and I don't care. I'm homeless. They hate me anyway. They, they are out of control in San Francisco. Yeah. Just Set. Not just the shitting. Just They're just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot. I mean... Well, a lot of them, too, aren't even homeless because they fell in tough times. It's because there's, like, mental illness, and there's a lack of facilities yes. in California. Because a lot of them are... Most of them, I think, have obviously some, some mental problems, and there's not rehabilitation centers because they've shut them down. There's no money. Why? Well, they shut it down in the 80s. Reagan was following uh, Carter's thing, and they never reopened them because it's a budget thing. And let me tell you something, in my opinion. I think being homeless would be very hard to do for somebody of sound mind because anybody, any moron, could get a job at Taco Bell and rent a room somewhere. Like, you know, if if I lost everything tomorrow and had nothing, I would get a job... You know, if I didn't have any connections. Bagging groceries. Yeah. And I'd rent like a room in a house somewhere or get a roommate. And I would be very humble and build up my empire of jokes. <laughs> but it's like. I think he, it's, it's either a choice or you have mental issues. Yeah. You're not just like, oh, well, I can't do it. I just can't. I, I tried can't. my hardest. Yeah. Yeah. No it's way. like, tried my darndest. <laughs> Bye, no, Joe. you didn't. Get back out there, you sorry excuse. Keep going. You can can get a job. You can contribute somehow. Keep moving on. So we need more insane asylums. We do. It's the answer. Not houses. That's going to be my political platform for everything. (laughs) So what do you think about global warming? Insane asylums. (laughs) What about insane asylums? Insane asylums. We need more. America. Oh, man. Uh, well, so what were you talking about? Oh, just New York and the homeless or just the homeless in general? Well, New York, we started with uh, – Mike, do you want to elaborate on this? It's very special. 
Uh, uh, Scardy's asleep. New York Minute. We were quizzing Michael on yes. different, uh, <laughs> different um, landmarks in the city and whatnot. And then the segue is. Yes. I think it segued back into insane asylums again. And then we, Let me see. You know what it did? We started off with what the hell is wrong with people and the you know the lack of insane asylums, the homeless. Then talk about New York landmarks, then abandoned places, then we're back to insane uh. asylums. The whole show it's just about abandoned mental hospitals to cry for help. <laughs> it really is. It's uh, an interesting update. From. The New York Post. De Blasio didn't even try to keep his promise to homeless vets. Let's see what this article is about since we're on topic. Yeah, what is he talking about? Sounds like a caper. Sounds like a caper, Jess. <laughs> De Blasio. De Blasio's up there with Hoover. De Blasio, are you in I have a little trouble loading this page also. This is just really a great Monday for me. It's all right. So many moves. He's got beans in his pants. Let's all give Michael Biscardi a little love. Tweet him at mbiscardi Jr. on Twitter. Let him know that you love him. Uh, obviously, there were some problems getting onto the show tonight. But um, I, think I, sue, I think you should sue me. I think you should sue the Army. FML.com. You should sue the Department uh, of this Defense. This is not loading. I can't read this posting. That son of a bitch. Okay. You know who I blame for that? Who? Your wife. She poured water in the hard drive. <laughs> the hard drive. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. And we'll get him on there. We'll get. We'll do, we'll do another show with Sean, and uh, we got more things to talk about. He. I think he had a really good time too. It wasn't a. We told him we we're not going to make this a boring interview, and he appreciated that. And he's going to come back on, I think, and we'll have a. Yeah, I, I feel Q&A. like some of the interview he was relaxed, but then I felt other parts he may have kind of had an answer in the chamber, you know? And he was really good at, like, filling the dead air yeah. because there were times where I didn't know when he was going to end what he was saying, and I had forgotten what I was waiting to ask him, but he would just keep going. So he was really, you know, really good. good interview. He was great. He was very informative. You forget what you were asking, so you just look, at, look around at something and you're like, Sean, did you pick up <laughs> Mars, Milky Ways, and burger buns from Publix? And then, but then he's so good at giving answers. He's like, well, yeah, John, I did actually. It was on sale at the one down in Delray Beach. Um, usually go to the one in Deerfield, but that time. Like, he's just so on and good with it. Yeah, uh, my favorite bar in Florida. Yeah, um, he was fun, though. He was cool. Did, did you get wasted in uh, Vail this weekend? Um, yeah, Saturday night we did, the night of the wedding. Heather and I just, like, at 4 o'clock just started drinking vodka. Wow. And, and, I mean, we got all our food, but we just kept... At one point, dude, I had, like, a Moscow Mule red wine and a vodka soda in front of me at my at my plate. <laughs> at my seat at the table. What a combination. Was, like, triple fisting, like an idiot. Well, did you? Were you so drunk that you were drinking and you were like, get another drink and you put it down and, then, you know... Give me another one. Tar. And Heather would be like, no, that's yours. Why did you get another drink? I was like, oh, I thought that was somebody else's. No, that's Did you drink them? Yes. <laughs> Wasted. <laughs> did you have to hold your hair back as you puked all night or was it? Oh, come on. I went to Penn State. I don't puke. It's true. But we woke up. I woke up at seven with a bow and arrow shot through my skull. 
took oh. four Advil and went back to sleep for oh. like two hours. I woke up, felt great. It's incredible. And then on the ride home, we stopped at one of those stores. You know, like um, the hospital symbol is just like a red cross kind of. Yeah. You know, uh, it was green. And <laughs> and I just pulled off the side of the road on the way to the airport, go in and buy uh, a couple little a couple candies, little gummies. Of course. And they're wonderful for hangovers. <laughs> oh, I bet. Probably with, just what the doctor ordered. Have yeah, a couple never, of those babies. I've never gobbled. I've never eaten weed before, but uh, I haven't either. I, I did, and it's it's very mild. It's very very relaxing. It's very different than smoking it. It's almost like taking a pill. Like it's kind of very subtle mild. and soft and fuzzy, like a bear, like the cat of shady. <laughs> what if but you yeah. bought the wrong thing and it wasn't even a doctor and it was like ecstasy and you're just like rolling around on the airplane floor? Like, I love you, sir. We're, we're doing an emergency landing because you're going to be charged with a felony. Damn! Yeah, when I went in there, the guy, you know, the, the, the weed shop is, I've never been in one. It was so cool, and I was so upset that I was kind of in a rush. You know, like, we were on our way to the airport. Yeah. And I said, oh, there's one, and Heather's like, pull over, go check it out. So I was like, okay, I have the okay from her. I went yeah. in and they're talking to me. They, they, they take my driver's license and then I go through this like hidden door in the wall and it's just Toys R Us for, uh, for someone like me. And he's going over all the – here's oil. You dip this in your coffee in the morning if you want a little wake and bake or you put it in your tea at night before you go to bed to sleep. Oh, so wake sound. and bake. He's just going on and on and I'm trying to you know absorb all of it. I kind of just stop him. I'm like, do you have any candy that I can eat? I'm told they, were look, they look like gummy bears. He just stops, brings out this bottle. That'll be $30. I pay him. Boom, bam. I get it. And here we are. It's a wonder. It's really good for plane rides, too. Oh, I bet. Makes it go by more quickly and smoothly. I wasn't angered yeah. uh, as easily Screaming as normal. Or, yeah, just any human being. Well, alive. that's a recipe for disasters, being hungover and then flying. I mean, I've flown hungover a few times, and I'm just like... Oh, I just can't because you're stuck in like an area, but you can't really like enjoy yourself and lay down because Spirit Airlines oh. is the most uncomfortable seats in. I don't understand. Here's your pal. You can't, you can't recline the chair. So you're sitting completely perfect straight back. And if you're tired, Trying to get comfortable, you know, you like sit sideways and then like your one leg falls asleep, so you sit the other way, and then you yeah. get like a Charlie horse, and it it's a lot. Delayed in Chicago for two hours. We left Colorado at 9 a.m., landed, we got back to our home in Boynton Beach at 2 a.m. At 9 a.m.? What kind of flight is that? Uh, Where was the layover? Djibouti? We lose all the time. The layover was in Chicago, and yeah, it got yeah. delayed another two hours. Oh, and there you go. You keep losing time. Yeah. You know, it's later here. Yeah. The grass. It's great about flying west, you know, is you almost gain like two hours. You're like, ah, it was a three-hour flight. <laughs> it was like six. You time travel. Time travel. Yeah. Back in the past. It's good stuff. Yeah, man, it was fun. Uh, 
But it was uh, it was brutal. It was brutal getting back. But it was so much fun. I've never been to Colorado ever. Gorgeous, like absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the air is so you can just you can feel it. You can feel that it's cleaner. Country roads. Yeah, man. I was uh, I was in Colorado a few times when I was younger, and it was the mountain air that you breathe in is just so. It's like breathing in pure oxygen from like a tank. You're like this. Is yes. Just Which for me is not that far away. How are we doing it here, old folks? Home? <laughs> and it was, uh, it was just, it was so beautiful. It's such a beautiful state. But you can't run fast without getting winded up when you're up that. You're elevated above sea level. Like if you're at Rocky Mountain National Park, you can't like run as much. You know, you need like, because yeah. it's it's cool. Yeah, we went up that like fourteen thousand foot mountain. I think it's called Mount of the Holy Cross or something like that. Wow. And it's unreal. But when you get up there, your ears start popping. Yeah. You know, like you're on an I thought you were going to say they start bleeding. I was like, John, that's a side <laughs> effect from the gummies. <laughs> hey, I got to get a drink real, real quick. I finished mine and I'm like, Parched. I'm, I'm a little dry. Dry. Mike, did you get that article in de Blasio? What's, what's, what's shenanigans no, is he up to? I, I just sort of. Is it not working? I'm sorry, man. I don't know what happened. I'm using the same settings. I don't know what's... I apologize. The news, the news says of, oh, people are posting about a shooting hoax from last week. And... That's a funny article. Comparing Kim Kardashian and some gold get-up to Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Batman, too, right here. Just the Blasio didn't even try to keep his promise to homeless vets. Oh, good. Very good. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, this was like seven conversations ago. Okay, in the 21 months since Bill de Blasio took office, New York City has, its seen, has seen its homelessness issue go from problem to full blown crisis. Mayor de Blasio, the self-appointed champion of the downtrodden, hasn't shown himself to be up to the task. And nowhere is this clearer than in his handling of the epidemic of homeless veterans. All right, so what are they expecting to do now? There should never, ever be a homeless veteran in this country. The amount of bullshit that we spend money on and that we give money to and the, the, the aid that we give other countries. There should never be uh, a man or a woman who served in the United States Armed Forces in any branch to be homeless in this country. Well, Even if there's mental problems involved and drugs, which a lot of times there are, they need to be taken care of. And I worked with the Bobby Shriver campaign. Unfortunately, he didn't win, but his biggest platform – was homeless vets in L.A. and everything he was going to do for them. He was a true, uh, true hero and uh, just a, a good guy that wanted to to do something about this. And I'm sad he didn't win because it would have been a different story. They're all over the place here, and uh, there's just no excuse in this country in this day and age for that at all. There's no excuse. The worst part of it is when they see us and. In uniform, people are in service. They're like, chiching, here we go. Now, they, I, I get it all. They show me the veteran's ID card to prove that they're not Shannon, but they, they love to come up to us, maybe because they just they know 
they know that if they see somebody in uniform, that person must be employed, I guess. Oh, they think they can get a handout because you're... And they get... Oh, they do it all the time. You they get it a lot? Simulation. Oh, all the time. Really? All the time. Is it because it's a military town? There's a lot of them, or...? No, this is anywhere. Um, wow. It's just... That's where they... That's what they target. And there was this one guy, I remember, I was with a buddy of mine. We were all in uniform, and he walks up to my buddy at a gas station. And... Um, you know, right away, I, as soon as he reached for his wallet, he starts pulling out the IDs. I knew what he was doing, so. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, my buddy was a first sergeant. And uh, when he gets back in the car, I said, so what was that? <laughs> and he says, all right, so I helped this guy out. I put some gas in his car. He had uh, said he had to go to the, the VA hospital, and, and he didn't have enough gas. He just needed to get the VA to get to his appointment. And uh, mm. on... On the way back, they would reimburse him for gas expenses. But Sounds fishy. First, fishy. So my buddy didn't give him any money. He just put the gas in his car. Anyway, I said to him, "So what would this guy have done if we didn't show up?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. He would fly. Know. He would flew. <laughs> Magic cop. Chip, chip, Why would you chip, drive chip, somewhere if you know flew. you can't make it? <laughs> right. Would you just say to the that is way too much hey, trust look, humanity. You, yeah, can you send out a shuttle or something? <laughs> it's like that guy that asked you to use your cell phone. Can I call my brother? Yeah, no. I'll dial it for you. Um, there was this one guy. Uh, five was, one. I was going into a car wash, and he's in his wheelchair, and I see his, he's over by the, the bay, and I'm vacuuming my car, and right. I see him looking at me. I'm like, here we go. Oh, no. It's he on. He's got this whole lock on me. So he's in his wheelchair. Clever. And it looked like, he looked like an amputee, actually, so it did feel a little bit bad. But, um, you know, could have been a fake amputee, for all I know. I was, yeah. I was th- oh, thought yeah. the homeless were like, uh, you know, when, when you're at a red light and uh, they come in between the cars, like they're looking for change. Uh, I always use the T Rex theory where if, if <laughs> I don't stay perfectly still, they won't see me. <laughs> So when they come to the car, my peripheral, I can like feel them looking in, and I just look straight ahead. Like yeah. most people pretend to text, but to me, it's like a game. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend I'm texting because I'm not a douchebag in traffic. So I just sit there straight ahead, like don't move. And it's a game of how well I can keep my composure until the light turned red. It could be a long time with traffic. Yeah, that's why I just don't like self-service car washes sometimes because once they 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 know there's change floating around. Oh yeah, so you can't say you don't oh, yeah. have it. But this guy says as soon as, as soon as he makes contact with me, he goes, I was in the Air Force. Ooh. I was on the Starship Enterprise. It looked like you were in the Chair Force. <laughs> <laughs> I was so on the Death like, Star. Hey partner. You know what they should do is help me out. I need 75 cents. For some reason around this town, 75 cents is the magic number. Everybody really? needs 75 cents. Yeah, it's always 75 cents. And, he's, and he told me why he needed it. It, was, it wasn't to buy a beer. He had, he had drank all of his Bowie. beer. So he had to go across the street and get a cup of coffee. And I'm thinking, I could take you over there and buy a cup of coffee. But then... You know, as I'm still washing my car, the guy says, "So you're not going to help me out?" And that uh, that that was a straw that broke the camel's back. Like the guy didn't have any patience. So, what he he asked you, waited like a second, and then yeah. said, "You're not going to help me out." 
Hey! Jerk. I'll turn this shopping cart around! Battle of your purse. You know, they always say no soliciting outside of 7-Eleven. Never enforced. Never enforced. I went to 7-Eleven for pizza last Thursday with, with my friend David. Pizza. They serve it now. It's better than Domino's. I'm there all the time. And, uh, I parked next to the 7-Eleven. I got out, and there was two people that asked me for change. And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I would say no. Like, they're doing me a favor. And then when I go to the front of the 7-Eleven, there's, like, another buddy, another person asking me for change. I'm like, I just got hit up. I gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, your boy beat you to it. Yeah. Your Come boy's on, peaches well, this, back there. This article is kind of touching on that. It says here, <laughs> in conversations with... Yes. Uh oh. Oh, Fuck! Did we lose him? Oh no! I'll try to back in. Sean Kane's still on. Sean, have you been listening to us the whole time? Yeah, we find out he's like obsessed with us. Like he has a shrine to the podcast. He's still listening in on the show. He can't take it. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) It'd be cool to have a psycho groupie that was famous. That's the ultimate, right? A psycho groupie that was famous? Oh, I'll be the best. <laughs> hey, what are you doing outside? Just want to hang out with you. Sure, let's go buy some cars. <laughs> sure, Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, I got a stalker. Oh, really? What's their name? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that's ironic. Why? No, it's the real guy. It's the real guy. Oh. Seinfeld's your stalker? <laughs> Why does he hang out with you? Yeah, he just likes the show. He just yeah, he loves our podcast. I know, it's weird, right? <laughs> Bizarre. Oh, he's here now. He's outside. He's scratching the window. He's, he's a zombie. In. You know, my friend Liam used to uh, live in Los Angeles. He almost got into an accident with uh, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Jerry was in like a Porsche, and Liam was in like a Ford Taurus, and he almost hit him. And Seinfeld like had to slam his brake and like put his hand up, not like the finger or anything. It was kind of like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and Liam goes, I'm sorry. Oh, hey, wait, it's Jerry Seinfeld. And he kind of gave him like a half wave, like whatever, thank you. And he's like. He's like, oh, I'm sorry to be hit. Hey, you're Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, I'm sorry, man. Oh, my God, Jerry Seinfeld. Right. It'd be funny if you actually hit him. Biscardi, are you back? I'm back. I don't know I bother. I don't know. Something happened. The whole system shut down on me. Ugh. It was good what you were saying. I forget. What was it? Uh, the old, the yeah. bum, the wheelchair. About... Yeah. Oh, he sure. said. The chair oh, force. You're not going to help me out? <laughs> I love the chair force. <laughs> the wheelchair force. Yeah, that's a that's oh. an old punchline. All right, I think we've had enough excitement for the one night. I'm gonna put this bad boy to bed. I gotta go yeah. feed the homeless guy outside. Lay it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, let's try to hop on this week, and we'll keep everybody posted. Thank you so much again for Sean Kanan uh, for being on this show tonight. And uh, yes. Mike, I'm sorry there were some problems, but um, we'll make sure that we can clean this up. And uh, maybe I can edit it and superimpose Mike in it. <laughs> yeah. My voice saying like the ultimate, like most funny thing at the time. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's like this guy's on fire. <laughs> Tweet us at the <laughs> underscore podcastle and uh, tell us what's up. Tell us what pisses you off about people. Tell us who you want to hear. And we're uh, always happy to everybody for listening tonight. Thank you very much. I'm Matthew Clark with Lord John Hastinger and Michael Biscotti. 
saying goodnight. See ya. Godspeed. Bye.